Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. You're listening to Achtung Noor, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, except no substitute. Well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to a slightly unusual post-weekend roundup show from Achtung Noor. I was going to do one of my random fixtures for you, but it seems a little bit um, by the by in the aftermath of Saturday's shellacking up there at the city grounds, Nottingham. A 3-1 beating by Nottingham Forest, of course. A lot of um, echoing still online in the aftermath of that defeat. A lot of question marks being raised over Gary Rowett's management, the commitment of the squad, the tactics, you name it, everything's being questioned at the moment. So I thought it might be useful because I did the um, the post-match show with Harry in the immediate aftermath on Saturday. We recorded it practically within 20 minutes of, of the final whistle. And sometimes you don't always get the chance to, to reflect on the result. You don't have the chance to collate a lot of comments online, have a think about what you've seen, what you haven't seen in Saturday's case. And I thought it might be useful just to do that, given what seems to be, by common consent, something of a crisis point in Gary Rowett's management right now. Now, the question obviously that arose out of Saturday's defeat is, is it time to stick or twist? Is it time to change horses mid-race? Is it time, in a nutshell, to sack Gary Rowett? So, a lot of comment online. Um, I put the a poll, which is unusual for me in, on, in circumstances of, of, of this kind of controversy where someone's job is on the line. Um, I put a poll online with four options um, on the Achtung Mill um, podcast Twitter feed. It's actually still running, 18 hours worth. We've had 727 votes, so I, I don't know how scientific these things ever are, but um, that's quite a lot of votes for anything, in my opinion. Local council elections get that kind of vote number sometimes, so I think it's got a reasonable um, you know, validity to it. The question that I put online dear listeners, is Paul Gary Rowett, is it time to call a taxi for Mr Rowett? Should Gary Rowett stay or should he go? Interesting results and not what I expected. I, I, I thought I'd give an answer that was nuanced because um, to sack him right now promote, you know, provides as many problems as it solves, dear listeners, in my opinion at least, because we are after Saturday's result on the fringes of a relegation fight. We have a squad 
seemingly um, with good players in it, but seemingly not playing as a team, seemingly lacking team spirit, seemingly lacking what good old-fashioned spine, bollocks, arsehole, whatever you want to call it, seemingly lacking the uh, the, the the fight for, for what could be a relegation um, campaign for the remainder of this season. So anyway, I put the four options to that question. Is it time to get a taxi for Mr. Rowett? Should he stay or should he go? There's a clash once saying. Um, 25% are saying yes, taxi for Mr. Rowett. Get rid of him now, 25%. Now, that's not as high as I might have expected. I think it's interesting that the answers, remaining answers are variations on no, not yet. 18% um, say no, give him till the end of February. In other words, give him the uh, transfer window and give him the chance to at least start to get some results together, maybe review where we are at the end of Feb. So 25% say yes, sack him. 18% say give him till the end of February. 20% no, give him till the end of the, of the season, this 20, uh, 21, 2021 season. Forget what season I'm in. It's lockdown for you, dear listeners. Give him to the end of May, say 20%, one in five of the respondents to our poll, say give him to the end of the season. And a large, the largest proportion of the lot, inarguably, um, say no, let him rebuild for 2021. 37%, dear listeners, are not for sacking him at all. Um, keep him to 2021, 21-22, uh, sorry. And presumably, inbuilt into that expectation is giving the resources to to start to change Millwall. Um, interesting answers. I mean, if you if you just put aside the 25% saying sack him now, um, that gives 75% of Millwall fans responding to my poll on Twitter, which is not scientific and it's by no means any kind of definitive answer. But 75% of Millwall fans are saying, no, keep him for the time being. So that's interesting. Um, I think, because you have to know your colours to the mast in these things, and I got criticised for posting this. One, one chap came back at me and accused me of stirring, um, stirring up the shit, you know, playing to the gallery, which I'm not. I just think sometimes it's interesting to get a fair reflection of where we are at. Um, Playing-wise, where we're at is rightfully on the fringes of the relegation um, fight out for the, for the remainder of the season. But also, there seems to still be a body of opinion amongst Mill fans that says give Gary Rowett the opportunity to put this right, whether that be till February, till May, till the end of 2022, um, which is an interesting, um, an interesting perspective. So most fans, from what I'm picking up here, are saying keep him. I think, and I've been thinking about this hard, I've been out for my constitutional this morning dear listeners my world famous morning constitutional walk and i was thinking about this um i think i'm probably in the keep him and let him have the chance to rebuild the squad in his image now that's going to be a controversial thing to say and you will all have well i hope you'll all have listened to our saturday show with harry who's very much in the um i hope i don't think i'm paraphrasing here harry but i think you're very much in the 25 percent get rid now in favour of Millwall-type players um, and probably the epitome of the Millwall-type player in our current squad is Ben Thompson. I really like Danny Mack, who also looks like a Millwall-type player. Probably with more skill than, um, than you 
you know, from what we've picked up in the couple of uh, appearances we've seen for him so far, he looks like a highly skilled young man and a player that would expect to go far in the game. But a Millwall boy, clearly, and that's good to see. Apart from that, most of the uh, players are of varying degrees Millwall type players, but obviously it's falling apart in terms of team cohesion, which is traditionally where we've achieved the most in our Millwall following lives. Um, a good re a post, a, a, a reply has come in to that post. Um, Stan LDN, Stan London, um, has said that he agrees with Harry and with the camp that's a sack now. Uh, Stan's agreeing with Block 45 line, Harry, to an extent. In other words, he's agreeing to sack. But we won't get a better Millwall-type side than the one Neil Harris brought up. And this is the point. Neil Harris's side got found out badly in this championship division. We do 100% need to change our style to be a top six side. The hard bit, says Stan, is finding a way to win while we make that transition. And that's a really interesting point. I wanted to include that um, in this little roundup piece because I think that's actually the killer point. And as hard as it is to watch the shambles that we saw on Saturday, actually... If we have a sense that there's a transition taking place, and it may be that the likes of Ryan Woods are the kinds of players that we may have to get used to, 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 to seeing to play this improved style, this top six championship style, which is almost on the fringes of being a Premier League style of side, it moves us away from the high point of the Neil Harris point, uh, time, which was that kind of apocalyptic night where we beat Everton 3-2 in a cup. Now, if you wanted, if someone's, if an alien landed, dear listen, this is a strange vision that I have. This is the kind of thing I think about when I'm walking. If an alien landed from another planet and said, what, what's Millwall all about? What's the essence of Millwall Football Club? I don't think I could show that alien or anyone else a better night than Millwall 3, Everton 2 in the FA Cup. A climactic evening of intense um, combat, <laughs> um, I'll use that word advisedly, on the pitch, um, building to a crescendo with Murray Wallace, the, the epitome of the uh, committed average League One player, getting the final winning goal in the last moments of the game, and uh, a kind of an explosion of noise, sound and fury. That is the Millwall that we all have been brought up with, and that we all aspire to, to, to you know, we yearn for, especially in this lockdown period. Stan's point is a good one. That Millwall, the one that we um, just looking at the, uh, the, the you know the, the kind of great games of the past, the first division days, the wins at Wembley, triumph at Wembley. But that Millwall will only take you so far. And if we aspire to be top six in the championship and, and higher, perhaps we have to change. And that is really, really difficult. Millwall's not a club. As we've seen this season in other areas, on and off the pitch, it's not a club or a fan base that adapts easily to change. So we are at a crossroads at the moment. Um, the bulk of the support still, interestingly, in my opinion, favour retaining Gary Rowett's services. So I thought it might be interesting just to have a look and see what um, what Gary said. Just. Keep in mind, obviously, if you can forget, how can you forget? It's just one win now in 15 games for Millwall. We sit 16th in the championship, seven points off of the third relegation spot. In my humble opinion, 
we don't have the players to engage in a, in a relegation dogfight, whether in the remaining fortnight or so of the, of the transfer window, players can be brought in that will dig us out of this hole, possibly enable Rowett to play the kind of football that he, he, um, he wants, is going to be the $64,000 question. Um, speaking after the game on Saturday... Gary Rowett said to the BBC, it's time to get serious. Who was this? Let's get serious. Who did that song? That was uh, one of the old 80s jazz funk disco bands. Let's get serious, says Gary Rowett, angered by lack of consistency. Um, now, this is a direct quote from the BBC website. He says, I spoke to the players in there in the dressing room and said, we've got to start getting serious. Too many times we're going out on the pitch. And it almost looked as though we we're waiting something to happen we've got to go and start grabbing games we've got to start being more aggressive you can't go from an aggressive performance on Tuesday night at Bournemouth um, to a tepid performance on Saturday this this is the issue this is where teams get their their their, their commitment and their their willingness to fight for the cause questioned um, and he concludes the recent run is unacceptable um, it also mentions um, the goal scorer Amiobi um, the, uh, part of the game plan was to make sure that Amiobi was kept on his right side and not to let him cut inside, which is what we did twice. We've allowed him to waltz past us, as Gary Rowett puts us. The two goals were completely avoidable and a set piece where we just don't do our jobs. Yeah, so clearly he sees the problem. Clearly he sees the, the same game that we're seeing, which is reassuring, in my opinion, dear listeners. Um, what's he going to do about it? That's that's the question. Um, now, on Saturday's game, I've got some um, reaction voicemails from the champs. I've got one that Ryan sent in from slightly too late to catch the cut for Saturday's show. So I'm going to play Ryan Loftus's take on Saturday's performance now. Achtung, Mailball. My thoughts on the game are... You know, not necessarily the game specifically. I think um, Millwall's season in general at the moment has been obviously really, really bad. I think what we're seeing at this time is the effect of, like Aaron, I think, says quite a lot, three, four, five, maybe three or four seasons of really poor, really, really poor recruitment. Um, Bod Varson, bad signing. Leonard. Has been okay, not a great signing for a million pound player. Bradshaw, poor signing. Scalak, poor signing. Troy Parrott, poor signing. Pierce gave us a bit of a boost, but overall, not a great signing. Murray Wallace, not a great signing. Scott Malone, not fantastic. It's a, we all have a massive flaw in their system at the moment where they can't compete. Look at the likes of Kiefer Moore and Jamal Lowe. I know it's mainly financial, but it's also club image and club style. We can't compete with any other team in the championship and we're just getting left behind. Um, in terms of the actual tactics, Rowett really needs to think of something because 15 games now where we've been absolutely dreadful and he doesn't change anything ever. I know Mike mentioned it where we played really well against Bournemouth sitting off and then we go to a team like Forrest who are behind us and sit off in the same formation and think it's going to work. Like It just doesn't happen like that. There's no specific plan for specific teams to counter specific threats. It's all just one one size fits all and when you don't have a very good team and your one size isn't fitting anything at the moment it's just never going to work so massive work needs to be done I'm still not necessarily row it out because I just think 
I don't like the, the, the kind of modern attitude of just sacking a manager immediately. Um, I think there's bigger problems. Changing our manager is not going to solve much, personally. Um, I think our team's really, really poor. We had massive issues at the end of last season that were not creating chances at all, being over-reliant on Bart and not having the finishers to, to put things away. We lost a key player in Malumbi and didn't replace him. Um, and that's just things that are just sinful. I think you've always got to be growing and improving as a team. And OK, we didn't have a big pre-season. We had really bad form really since fans have been gone. But every summer, every window, you've got to improve the team. And we all haven't done that for two or three windows now. And it's, it's all coming home to roost. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. Huge thank you to Ryan for that. Um, one or two points from the internet. Kelly Maloney. Kelly Maloney um, says online, I hate to see a person lose their job, but professional sport is all about success. If you can't deliver it, it's time to go. Would a chairman keep a failed manager running one of his other businesses, he asks. No, is, is her answer. The question is who would replace Gary Rowett? Well, this, this is the question, Kelly. Um, who would replace him? Because if we do sack him, which 25% wants, one in four Millwall fans on my poll are asking for that, who are you going to put? Who are you going to appoint? Will it be Adam Barrett? Will it be? Will it be um, Alex Pierce? You're you're really going down to you know sticking plaster solutions unless you have replacements lined up. Some Harry mentioned the Cowley brothers, who would be um, you know wouldn't be unhappy with the Cowley brothers, but 
have we made inquiries? I doubt it. I don't think that's John Berylson's style to start tapping up other managers ahead of chopping a man who um, he would have given his own personal loyalty to. I would be amazed if Berylson were to sack him if there were a ready-made line um, replacement lined up. Now, you could argue that's that's poor um, and not particularly ruthless chairmanship, but I don't think that's John Berylson's style. So we would plunge ourselves from having Gary Rowett and whatever you think of, of his tactical abilities, we plunge ourselves into a period of, of chaos. And I don't know about you, dear listeners, I've had a gut full of chaos over my Millwall-supporting life. Diana Day is responding. She's not sure it can be fixed without us fans giving it large at the game. This has been mentioned a few times, the fact there are no fans in the in the stadium. Uh, we won up at Forest last year, she says, with a big following and Forest were flying high. I mean, again, this comes back to the the very, very deep fundamental point of what kind of Millwall are we? Um, now, backing of, a, of an away support is, is always useful, or home support is always very, very useful. And I think to some extent, across our Millwall lives, my Millwall life, your Millwall life, we have very much mythologised the, um, the need for the den as the 13th man. And on its day, it's an almighty weapon, isn't it? Um, the problem is that the situations where that's, that's going to be a decisive factor are not, don't come around often enough. A league is 46 games. You do need to be consistent in your style of play. You do need to win games in situations where the impact of the crowd is not always going to be decisive. We are psychologically and historically a club built for the big cup tie, the big occasion, the you know the us pitched against the world, the kind of siege mentality in Millwall, which is wonderful when it comes along. But the problem is you can pick out those moments from your memory. Um, you know, on, on, across two hands, there aren't that many of them, unfortunately. And a league, in its in, in its essence, requires that you are consistent in your approach, home and away. I don't think. I think I agree with Stan, and it hurts not to agree with Stan, but it hurts because you've got to, at some level, we've got to leave the past behind. And I think there's a few out there now, maybe starting to recognise that. I don't know that. The style of play has to become more patient and we need players that can play that, that way. Um, whether we can afford them <laughs> in the season where we're broke and we've got no fans and, you know, who knows when we're going to get back into the den at some stage. I'm hoping this year, once I've had my jab. But who knows when that moment will come. Um, we, we will see. Now, going forward, let's try and leave this little... Um, Bonus Monday morning nightmare on a positive. Going forward, Gary Rowett has confirmed that Millwall have lodged transfer bids for targets. Um, we failed, obviously, with Jason Malumbi. Um, a, a club record bid, apparently. I don't know. Um, but apparently we're, 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 we have targets. Um, and Rowett here says to the news at Den, uh, sorry, the, the London News Online, the South London Press, that we're in a similar position we are working really, really hard. We've got a couple of offers out to clubs for players and we'll wait to see if they develop. Um, then he references the, the lack of income due to the empty stadiums, which is the same for everybody, but some clubs will have greater depth of resources than, than we have. 
Um, the challenge is to try and get the ideal player, but there is a feeling for myself we might have to just move forward and get some players in, regardless of whether they are ideal ones or perfect long-term ones. We need to affect the team in the short term and need that little bit of a blend of new players coming into the building. We are working incredibly hard to do that. As the There's an old economic saying, I don't know if you ever heard this one, listeners, that in the long term we're all dead. We live in the short term, and I know that can be, um, you know, you always want to plan for the future. Um, but right here, right now, we are staring at a relegation fight. Um, our tactics this season don't seem to have been quite on it. Our team attitude don't seem to, doesn't seem to have been quite on it. Some of the personnel, defensively, I'm thinking of Alex Pierce. I don't particularly mean to pick him out, but he he lacks he lacks pace. Um, I'd sooner see Murray Wallace, but he's injured too. So um, I imagine that these are the kinds of areas that we're looking to strengthen in. Because if we're not, then God help us. Huddersfield away beckons on Wednesday night. Just to close out this sequence, Huddersfield mid-table side erratic win loss win loss loss. Um, we need a result. We badly need this team to step up to the plate, um, show commitment. That was the most hurtful thing about Saturday, and I think the one thing that we've all we've all seen that is is is, is, is the most unacceptable thing at the Den is not to be no good. That's is to lack commitment. It is to lack commitment to the cause. Um, you look at our our. Um, players of the year in the past and there's some good players in there but mostly they will be honest give everything professionals that that um, don't shirk the task ahead so we need this group of players under this management under this manager Gary Rowett to put aside the past to step up to the plate and give everything absolutely everything leave aside personal disputes personal thoughts personal grievances and grudges and all the rest of it and start fighting, because if we don't, relegation is looking ever more likely for the season. I just wanted to put this out as a little um, roundup show. I hope you, you you like it. I will try and put out a, um, a a random fixture as I planned to originally during the week. But until Wednesday night, we'll be back after the Wednesday night program after, after the Wednesday night match. It's Arriva Dirci from me, Nick Hart. And uh, bye for now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Aston Media. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheap little review. However, direction you will. Till next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.